Shalom Aleichem, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are looking at this week's Torah portion, uh, which happens to be called Tazria. Let me just read the portion summary for you real quick. The name of the 27th reading from the Torah is Tazria, which means she conceived. The name is derived from the words of Leviticus chapter 12, verse 2, where the Lord says to Moses, When a woman conceives and bears a male child. Leviticus 12 discusses the laws of purification after childbirth. Leviticus 13 introduces the laws for diagnosing and quarantining lepers. Except in the biblical calendar leap years, Tazria is read together with the subsequent tortual portion, Metzorah, on the same Sabbath. Now this year, this year they're not actually read together. Uh, so it's just Tazria, which is, uh, so it's going to be a shorter portion uh, because many years it's read in correspondence with the with next week's Torah portion. And so we have Tazria this week, Metzorah next week, and then we have Passover, Pesach. Uh, so that's kind of the schedule uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, this week's portion isn't overly exciting. It's dealing with specific laws, dealing with the purification of women when they, when, for childbirth. Um, with some really strange uh, things that really can't be explained. Um, when I say it can't be explained, it doesn't really give an explanation as to why these things are. Sure, we can speculate. Sure, there's commentaries uh, where people try to make connections and everything, but the scriptures are just not clear about it. God has his reasons. Uh, and then we have how to handle leprosy. Uh, so there was instructions given to the priest on how to identify it and how to quarantine them and all of that. Um, interestingly enough, God's prescription for quarantining uh, and preventing illness from spreading was not to force all of Israel to hide in their houses or in their tents, but it was just to quarantine those who actually had the leprosy. Uh, not only is that the way God prescribes to handle such things, but it's common sense. But unfortunately, we've lived in a world where there is no common sense, right? And we, do, we just do the complete opposite of God's instructions about everything. But I digress. Let's take a look. I will read some Jewish commentary uh, on this purification of the women for childbirth. Um, but just so you know, most of the great commentators through Christian history, they just say, we don't know. And most of the Jewish commentary just either s cites rabbinic writings, which, have n which are not based on the Torah or on Scripture. It's just the rabbis own made up scripture um, or thoughts so take it with a grain of salt okay I'm going to read from the Hallelujah scriptures uh, let's begin Leviticus chapter 12 and Yehovah spoke to Moshe saying speak to the children of Yisrael saying when a woman has conceived and has given birth to a male child then she shall be unclean for seven days as in the days of her monthly separation, she is unclean. And on the eighth day, the flesh of the foreskin is circumcised. 
she remains in the blood of her cleansing 33 days. She does not touch whatever is Kodesh, that is to say holy. She does not come into the Mikdash until the days of her cleansing are completed. But if she gives birth to a female child, then she shall be unclean for two weeks, as in her monthly separation, and she remains in the blood of her cleansing for sixty-six days. And when the days of her cleansing are completed, for a son or for a daughter, she brings to the Kohen, that is to say priest, a lamb a year old as a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or turtle dove as a sin offering to the door of the tent of appointment. And he shall bring it before Yehovah, and make atonement for her, and she shall be cleansed from her flow of her blood. This is the Torah for her who has given birth to a male or female. And if she is not able to bring a lamb, then she shall bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one as a burnt offering and the other as a sin offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for her, and she shall be clean. So that's chapter 12, and that's the law. So if she gives birth to a male child, she's unclean for seven days. And then, as the law says, the male child is to be circumcised on the eighth day. Right? That's what the law is. If she gives birth to a female child, she's actually unclean for 14 days. So it's a double. Um, now, there's absolutely no uh, scripture in the Torah that explains why that is. It just is. Now, here in Leviticus chapter 12, it's, it's giving the same uncleanliness. Like, she's to be separated um, in the same way as when she's menstruating. So... During menstruation, she would be separated from her husband, and in many traditional cases, she would actually sleep in a separate tent. There's something about the blood, right, that God, first of all, God knows more about than we do. That's why even Christians in Acts chapter 15 are commanded not to eat the blood, right? Uh the blood has the DNA code. It has the life. It has. There's so much about the blood in Scripture, and my only conclusion is it has a lot to do with that. With that said, I will read you some Jewish commentary um, from a Kamash, and like I said, take it with a grain of salt. But this is what's. This is the tradition of what is taught about this situation. What it all means. And uh, so I'll read that for you real quick before we move into chapter 13. Alright, here's what it says. Uh, it deals with the laws of human contamination, childbirth and purification. And then a small paragraph dealing with those exact verses. Here's what it says. After the laws of the Tumah that results from dead animals, the Torah turns to Tumah that animates from human beings. The first subject to be discussed is that of a woman who gives birth, because that is the beginning of life, and therefore the start of the Tuma process. The creation of human life is the most sublime phenomenon in the universe. By bringing it into being, man and women become partners with God, who gives a soul to their offspring. But this new life begins with Tuma, spiritual impurity. 
to show people that the mere fact of life is not enough. Life must be a tool for the service of God, otherwise it is nothing. After this period of contamination, a new mother begins her cleansing process, cultivated by the bringing of an offspring. Before she brings it, she cleanses herself of the contamination. But she still may not consume sacrificial meat or tirumā, because the mere absence of contamination is not yet a fulfillment of man's goal. Human aspiration must rise higher than the elimination of the negatives. It must strive for positive achievement. One is not completely cleansed until one has come to the resting place of God's presence with an offering that represents atonement for the past and dedication for the future. Nowadays, it is customary that as soon as a new mother is well enough to leave home, she can go to the synagogue and hear Kedushah, or similar parts of the service. It is also customary that after 40 or 80 days when she would bring her offspring, her husband is called the Torah as a symbolic representation of the offerings described in this chapter. These offerings and rituals symbolize that birth inaugurates the beginning of an ongoing privilege of raising a newborn child to life of dedication and holiness that will enable God to say to the child and his parents, you fulfill the purpose of the entire work of creation. Here's what it's, here's the short, the last little paragraph here that I'm going to read. I mean, this, there's a lot of commentary. Um, I'm just looking at something real quick. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't really... There's a lot, but it doesn't really seem to tell us why there's a difference between how her cleanliness works with giving birth to a male child as opposed to a female child. Let me just read one more paragraph, and then we're just going to knock out chapter 13. As during the days of her separation infirmity, upon giving birth, a woman becomes Tami, with the same regulations as those of Nida, which is talking about the menstruation laws. Literally, the word Nida means someone who is separated. She remains separated from marital relations and may not touch anything that must remain in the state of ritual purity, such as the flesh of offerings. Rambam explains that her infirmity refers to the discomfort commonly felt at the onset of that condition. So that's some commentary from the Jewish Hamash on this Torah portion about what is taking place here. So you can do it. Do which you will with that. Um, I apologize if it's not incredibly helpful. Uh, but that's what's being said. Okay. Let me read chapter 13. There won't be a lot of commentary uh, because this is just dealing with how to handle disease. Specifically, how to identify and handle leprosy if it's found in your community. Which, at that time, was a big issue, which is why God dedicated an entire chapter of his word to dealing with it. Here's what it says. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, When a man has on the skin of his body a swelling, a scab, or a bright spot, it shall become on the skin of his body like a leprous infection. Then shall he be brought to Aaron the Kohen, or to one of his sons the Kohenim. And the Kohen shall look at the infection on the skin of the body. 
And if the hair of the infection has turned white and the infection appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a leprous infection. And the Kohen shall look at him and pronounce him unclean. But if the bright spot is white on the skin of his body and does not appear to be deeper than the skin, and its hair has not turned white, then the Kohen shall shut up the infected one seven days. And the Kohen shall look at him on the seventh day and see if the infection appears to be as it was. And the infection has not spread on the skin, then the Kohen shall say, Shut him up for another seven days. And if the Kohen shall look at him again on the seventh day and see the infection has darkened and the infection has not spread on the skin, then the Kohen shall pronounce him clean. It is a scab, and he shall wash his garments and be clean. So notice that the law is that you separate yourself. And if you're better in seven days, great. If you're, if it's still questionable, you're separated for another seven days. And if you're better, great, but don't forget to wash your clothes. It's amazing how God knows these things thousands of years before human beings act like oh, they discovered something, right? Ooh, science. Well, God told you this is how it works literally 5,000 years ago, but I digress. But if the scab spreads further over the skin, after he has been seen by the Kohen for his cleansing, he shall be seen by the Kohen again. And the Kohen shall look and see, and if the scab has spread on his skin, then the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. And when the infection of leprosy is on a man, then he shall be brought to the Kohen. And the Kohen shall look and see if the swelling in the skin is white, and if it has turned the hair white, and if there is a spot raw flesh in the swelling. It is an old leprosy on the skin of his body, and the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. He does not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if the leprosy breaks out all over his skin, then leprosy shall cover all the skin of his infected one, from his head to his feet, wherever the Kohen looks. Then the Kohen shall look and see, and if the leprosy has covered all of his body, he shall pronounce the infected one clean it is all turned white he is clean but the day raw flesh appears on him he is unclean and the kohen shall look in the raw flesh and be pronounced him to be unclean the raw flesh is unclean it is leprosy or when the raw flesh changes and turns white again he shall come to the kohen and the kohen shall look at him and see if the infection has turned white and if the kohen shall pronounce the infected one clean he is clean and when the body has a boil in the skin, and he is healed, and in the place of the boil there comes a white swelling or a bright spot, reddish-white, then it shall be seen by the Kohen. And the Kohen shall look and see, and if it appears deeper than the skin, and the hair of it is turned white, the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous infection which has broken out of the boil. But if the Kohen looks at it and sees no white hairs in it, and it is not deeper than the skin, and it has faded, then the Kohen shall shut him up for seven days. And if he has separated further over the skin, then the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous infection. But if the bright spot stays in its place, and it has not spread, it is the scar of the boil, and the Kohen shall pronounce him clean. But when a body receives a burn on its skin by fire, and the raw flesh and the burn shall become a bright spot, reddish, white, or white, then the Kohen shall look at it and see, and if the hair of the bright spot has turned white, it appears deeper than the skin, it is leprosy broke out on the burn. And the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean, it is a leprous infection. But if the Kohen looks and sees that there is no white hairs in the bright spot, and it is not deeper than the skin, but has faded, 
Then the Kohen shall shut him up for seven days. And the Kohen shall look at him on the seventh day, and if it spreads further over the skin, the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous infection. But if the bright spot stays in its place and is not spread on the skin but is faded, it is a swelling from the burn. And the Kohen shall pronounce him clean, for it is a scar from the burn. And when a man or a woman has an infection on the head or in the beard, then the Kohen shall look at the infection and see if it appears deeper than the skin. And there is a thin yellow hair in it, then the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is an eruption of leprosy of the head or beard. But when the Kohen looks at the infection of the eruption and sees that it does not appear deeper than the skin, then there is no black hair in it. Then the Kohen shall shut up the infection of the eruption seven days. And on the seventh day the Kohen shall look at the infection and see if the eruption has not spread, and there is no yellow hair in it and the eruption does not appear deeper than the skin, then he shall shave himself, but the eruption does not shave, and the Kohen shall shut up the eruption another seven days. And on the seventh day, Kohen shall look at the eruption and see, and if the eruption has not spread over the skin and does not appear deeper than the skin, then the Kohen shall pronounce him clean, and he shall wash his garments, and he shall be clean. But if the eruption spreads further over the skin after his cleansing, then the Kohen shall look at him and see in the, if the eruption has spread over the skin. The Kohen need not see Kayela here. He is unclean. But if the eruption appears to have stayed and there is black hair grown up in it, the eruption has healed. He is clean, and the Kohen shall pronounce him clean. And when a man or a woman has bright spots on the skin of the body, white bright spots, and the Kohen shall look and see if the bright spots on the skin of the body are a dull white. It is a white spot that grows out on the skin. He is unclean. And when a man loses the hair of his head, he is bald. He is clean. And if the hair has fallen from his forehead, he is bald on the forehead. He is clean. And when there is on the bald head or bald forehead a reddish-white infection, it is leprosy breaking out on his bald head. Or his bald forehead. And the Kohen shall look and at it and see, and if the swelling of the infection is reddish white on his bald head or on his bald forehead, as the appearance of leprosy on the skin of the body, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The Kohen shall pronounce him unclean without fail, his infection is on his head. As for the leper who has the infection, his garments are torn and his head is uncovered, and he has to cover his upper lip and cry, Unclean, unclean. He is unclean all the days that he has the infection. He is unclean. He is unclean and dwells alone in his places as outside the camp. And when the garment has an infection of leprosy in it, and a woolen garment of the linen garment, or in a warp of the weft of the linen, or the wool, or the leather, or the any leather work, and the infection shall be greenish or reddish in the garment, or in the leather, or in the, or in the warp, or in the weft, or any other leather object. It is an infection of leprosy and shall be shown to the Kohen. And the Kohen shall look in the infection and shut up the infection seven days. And he shall look at the infection seven days. And when the infection has spread in the garment or in the warp or in the weft or in the leather or any other leather work, the infection is an act of leprosy. It is unclean. And he shall burn that garment or the warp or the weft in wool or in linen or any leather object in which the infection is for it is an act of leprosy it is burned with fire but if the Kohen looks and sees the infection has not spread in the garment or the warp or the weft or any other leather object then the Kohen shall give command and they shall wash that which is 
which the infection is, and he shall shut it up for another seven days. And the Kohan shall look at the infection after it has been washed and see if the infection has not changed its appearance through the infection, has not spread, it is unclean, and burn it in the fire, it is eaten away, it is inside or out. And if the Gohan shall look and see that the infection has faded over washing it, then he shall tear it down out of the garment, or out of the warp, or out of the weft, or out of the leather. And if it is still seen in the garment, or in the warp, or in the weft, or in any other leather object, it is a spreading infection. Burn it with fire, that in which the infection is. And if you wash the garment, or warp, or the weft, or any other leather object, if the infection has disappeared from it, then it shall be washed a second time and shall be clean. This is the Torah of the infection of leprosy, in a garment of wool or linen, or in warp or in a weft, or any leather object to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. And that, my friends, is the end of our Torah portion for this morning. And I realize it wasn't overly exciting, but I hope that... Uh, just hearing God's word was a blessing for you this morning and uh, has spoken to you in some way. I appreciate you tuning in, listening. Thank you so much for praying uh, and providing me an opportunity to do this work, uh, which is uh, my great privilege. Thank you for supporting it, and uh, uh, I'm just very, very grateful. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.